A Michigan airport is evacuated after an officer is seen bleeding from the neck, and that turned into quite the story on the day. Meanwhile, a former Wisconsin officer who fatally shot uh, Sylvie Smith a year ago was acquitted of all charges, something that's becoming something of a norm in these times. And Virgin Mobile is going iPhone only, dropping the Android from its lineup and giving customers a bit of a break in the process. We'll talk about that and other stories that we had in our conversation. A light day conversation, but we still had conversation nonetheless. It was the 21st, so today is your Daily Recap Podcast for June 22nd, 2017. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I am your host for this podcast and other things going on along the brand of this conversation. We have the Daily Recap Podcast, and on the weekends, we go through an entire week of stories to tell you which stories you love the most and which ones uh, we think were still kind of important, even though they didn't rank in the top 10 with the weekend wrap-up podcast. And, of course, all day, every day, uh, although it gets a little light in some points when stories are low and, of course, when it's the weekends, we do take a little time off uh, as we have conversations via social media and our website, thisisaconversation.com. Now, on social media, find us at TH underscore conversation for Twitter and this is a conversation for Facebook. What you do is we put out various stories, links to stories, tweets on stories, Facebook posts on stories that are trending, that are top, that are interesting, and we're looking for your reaction. So we need you to react to the posting. We need you to comment, need you to share and like and all that great stuff. And, of course, for this podcast, do the same so that we can keep sharing the best conversations along the way. Now, let's get into the conversation we had yesterday. Very slow day in news yesterday, but the stories that picked up, some of them were extremely large. Now, let's start off with the first story we had yesterday morning was Travis Kalanalik, uh I always say that all kind of garbled, Kalanalik resigned from the company Uber yesterday. The CEO, the founder, the guy who basically built it, although he did found it with another guy, uh, has left the company after going on his leave of absence. We found out a bit of, bit of a um, Machiavellian action in, in the background. Uh, essentially, there were some some people who wanted to push him out on the board anyway, but they needed him to kind of leave to get rid of him. And so with him deciding to take the time off to mourn his mother's death, uh, that was the perfect opportunity for the folks on the board who had a little extra power but didn't want to be the public face of pushing him out of the way to con- kind of convince him not to come back. He uh, he got a letter from some of the big investors into Uber saying you might want to step aside. Uh, when he went to a mentor to ask about this, he said you probably don't want to fight this. So Travis not coming back to Uber. Uber with plenty of problems, dealing with lawsuits for sexual harassment, dealing with um, dealings with an intellectual property, and, of course, the regulations in the city. We'll see how big of a company Uber stays from this point on and who takes over to be in charge. Uber right now definitely needs a grown-up, and I keep saying like this, like it doesn't need a bro to run things. So we'll see if a grown-ups actually come to the room and make this a grown-up company and not just kind of a flash play. Uh, speaking of the uh, the gig economy and online things and that end, Etsy is a very popular website for people who have craft work, essentially. Uh, I heard a weird description of Etsy uh, on a sitcom, oddly enough, uh, where it was a lady who says she buys stuff off of uh, garage sales and yard sales and it's a real cheap and sells it really expensive to yuppies and makes a big profit of it. And a lot of stuffs like that, a lot of kitschkees things, a lot of uh, artsy things, a lot of just uh, just things, little bitty craft things. 
And Etsy is a place where a lot of people go to make a little bit of extra money, or in some cases, a lot of extra money. The problem is the company not doing so great uh, as a company helping people do this. Etsy is going to cut about 15% more of its workforce in a second round of layoffs. This is going to be about a total of 22% uh, cut off in the last six months or so. So a big chunk of people being cut from uh, actually a very large company spread all over the world, believe it or not. But Etsy is actually a pretty big operation of people managing things. But Etsy itself, the actual business behind the small businesses, is not doing as great as many of these things are doing right now. There, there may be a cycle. They may pick back up fairly soon. But right now, Etsy and Uber are two examples of tech-ish companies that aren't doing so great in the current economy. One company that's apparently doing fairly well is Sega. And they are doing something uh, pretty cool for you guys who remember all the great classic games. And some of these are really, really old classic games. Sega is bringing back a retro game package to for free that will run on your iPhone or your Android phone. Android iOS will get Sega's free retro games uh, kind of being tossed out one at a time. So you'll get a couple games every so often. It's free to play with ads, of course, and then you can pay a buck or so, maybe t- no, two bucks, two dollars to uh, get it ad free. So you can play all the Sonic the Hedgehog you want to on your iPhone uh, for two bucks, or you can play it for free and just get, deal with the ads right there. If you are a big fan of the old school Sega games, the biggest one on the list that really caught my attention is, of course, Altered Beast. Uh, the Altered Beast, um, the, the, the of course, the, the war down version from the arcade game, but it was a big play on the old Sega the old Sega control game system, uh, it was a big deal. So you can play your Sega games, the old school games, for free. They release a few more every single week, uh, but they're going to go through basically the whole back catalog, and you can get it and play it for free, or for two bucks, get it ad-free for forever. Now, this is a story that got really, really, really crazy. Um, the initial headline was, Michigan Airport evacuated after officer seen bleeding from neck, and that's exactly what happened. A man who essentially uh, was radicalized, we're not exactly sure how, no one's actually claimed responsibility for it, probably because it wasn't quite as massive as he thought. Um, A a man uh, essentially blaming America for attacks on Syria and other Muslim places and uh, Islamic State places, um, decided to go lone wolf, was in an airport, and stabbed an officer in the neck. The officer is right now in fair condition, doing well. The airport was evacuated for a time till they caught the guy pretty quickly, and now they're trying to put the pieces together on how this thing happened, how he got radicalized, what exactly his real plan was, and where he was going with this. This is in a time where there's so many of these weird um, these incidents. Uh, some of them are, you know, quote unquote, terror related to the ISIL type terror. Some of them are terror related because a person who causes terror is a terrorist. Uh, so the guy in Arlington shooting up at the Republicans playing baseball is an act of terror, even if it's not an act in the whole war on terrorism thing. Why these things happen is always question marks on what makes people go either unhinged crazy or believe some sort of false thoughts, religion, doctrine, whatever, that gives them the right to attack random people in the name of a theology, which makes absolutely no sense. Uh, Hopefully we'll get more details on that one. There's an op-ed that came out yesterday. Uh, There's a link to it from at our website where you can see uh, where a Kansas farmer, like uh, basically a letter from a Kansas farmer writing out to Donald Trump and the administration uh, saying the, quote, 
I need more Mexicans, or to that extent. Basically, uh, the, the, the farming land or the farm industry in Kansas and many of the areas in the Midwest are essentially uh, controlled by the migrant workers. 50% of the people who get the work done are migrant workers, people who come in during the harvest time, get the work done, and then go wherever they go. Now, the biggest issue we have here is Donald Trump wants to build a big wall to keep uh, Mexican Mexicans specifically, or Hispanics specifically, people from the southern South America, from getting into the country. So if that happens, many of these migrant workers who cross the border, yes, illegally, come up to the states to work the fields during uh, the harvest times, and then many of them that go back to their land can't get in. So that means there'll be less workers. And one of the reasons why the migrant workers are so good and the Mexican workers specifically are so good has a lot to do with us as Americans. These are jobs that you're not going to get your college student to uh, go work on for the summer because they want to go work at Uber. They want to make the next big app. They want to be basketball stars or rap stars or rock stars or whatever. And they have, quote unquote, their dreams in the clouds. And the working the land is not exactly on their key. You're also not going to get a lot of just regular people to try to leave what they're doing right now to go do market work or farm work. Farm work is very tough, very hard, and obviously not paying as much as it did, even if it never really paid that much as well. Before, it was a kind of a decent family earning wage you can get from a farm. Now, farming is very marginalized, and the money isn't quite as good, so... Uh, the Kansas, a Kansas farmer writes a letter to Trump, an open letter in a um, op-ed saying that he needs more Mexicans because those are the workers that help get the farm work done. We'll see how that message gets received. The police officer who uh, shot uh, Sylvie Smith in Wisconsin uh, quit it on all charges. We've had these things happen pretty much uh, over and over again. There have been more and more talk on the Philando Smith case, and that's gotten crazier because, one, it was originally broadcast on Facebook Live after he was shot. Two, uh, they have released the dash cam video before the incident, which makes it look even weirder how the whole thing went down. Uh, and, of course, that officer acquitted as well. Uh, it's we, we have these cases, and I, I say this stepping out of uh, journalism running down mode, the story mode, and kind of, you know, uh, youngish black man mode, where people are getting killed in, in police altercations. Now, not that other types of people don't get killed in, in police altercations or they have, have altercations, but the ones that certainly seem to make the news that seem to be all over the place are black people being shot by white officers. I'm sure other colored people get shot by other colored officers, but this is the headline we keep getting over and over again. If you keep selling that item, i.e., the one reason why I do this is because the breaking news that lasts for three or four days on one story, you start to believe the narrative that you're giving you know, or because there is no other narrative, and you have to go searching for an alternative. So we've got to search for an alternative where black kids are not being hunted down by white police officers, then it becomes the norm, or easy to take as a norm, that black kids are being hunted down by white police officers. And when so many of them in incidents uh, basically get off completely, it gets a little hard to not sort of believe that there is a war on black people. Now, I'm not saying I believe that. I'm just saying there's a reason why people believe these things. When you play a narrative a certain way, whether it's right or wrong or sort of right or sort of wrong, 
after you say it a couple times, you start to get used to it being said that way, and eventually someone who doesn't know any better will start to believe it. So we're going to go to something that's a lot more lighter on this one. Virgin Mobile is uh, getting rid of Android phones. Virgin Mobile is going iPhone only. Seriously. They're not, no longer um, selling any sort of Android-powered phones. They're going to just sell iPhones. And to bring people in to make sure they know what's going on, they're offering in the first year of a limited service for this service for a new iPhone owner on Virgin Mobile for one buck. That's it, a dollar for unlimited service, which for the first year. After the next year, of course, it goes up to some really crazy price, I'm sure. But this is a boon, many say, for the for the mobile phone industry. Uh, Virgin Mobile is all in on the iPhone, which means they will have a standardized phone to deal with for all the customer service from here point out. Everyone has an iPhone. Everyone has the same software. An, I, an iPhone, or Apple, I should say, is very regulated in how things work for their things. Now, Androids are so popular because the software and the, the, and the settings and all of the well, bells and whistles are starting to catch up with what comes in, in the iPhone. And the Android phones, oddly enough, are better at being phones than iPhones have been for the bulk of the time, even if they weren't as popular. But... Android, this, this operating system is pretty fragmented. It's very cheap, and anybody can get any copy of it and throw something on something and sell something on whatever market they do. That's why some of the phones on Android seem so disposable, uh, because they they run a, a cheaper version of software, an older, older version of software, that doesn't keep up with some of the newer things coming up. And... It just so happens, but it also makes it really easy to grab a phone and work with it for the basic parts of a phone and a smartphone action. Uh, we'll see how this wraps up, and hopefully no one else will drop the Android um, label, which would probably be a big cut to the Google money. But uh, Android and Google, and our Alphabet should say, all together uh, do have a very large swath of, of handprint footprint over the phone market across the world. Uh, even though the more popular one, the more name brand one, the one people really want is the iPhone. Virgin Mobile jumping on the iPhone bandwagon and saying they're all in on iPhones. And the very first story we had from this morning, Tropical Storm Cindy, which we talked about a few days ago, made landfall overnight, more or less, more like this morning. Uh, it's going to bring about 15 inches of rain into the immediate areas that it will touch. That's going to be in the Gulf area, uh, the uh, between Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, and some of Texas. Uh, Florida will probably be spared a big chunk of it, but we'll see how this thing turns and how it goes. Uh, I've already uh, talked and reached out to friends and family down in the area, and they are so far doing fine. Uh, hopefully we won't have any serious issues. This is still a tropical storm, so it could be a higher category storm. It could be worse, but a storm is a storm is a storm, and extra water in places like New Orleans and Mobile where uh, most of the part is under the water, sea, under sea level, literally the, the, the cities are under sea level, is not a grand thing to deal with. So thoughts and prayers for myself. Hopefully you're sending a couple extra out to folks dealing with this one down in the Gulf. Those are our stories uh, our conversations for yesterday, and we'll have plenty of great conversations, I'm sure, today. Lots of stuff to happen. Yesterday, kind of a slow news day. We had kind of scraped for some interesting stories, uh, but that happens. But it doesn't mean we don't have conversations. This is a fairly uh, easy project to keep up with as we keep up with 
just things happening on the day, find something that's fairly interesting, send it out to you, and you guys react to whatever is out there. If it's something that isn't all that important, we understand. But there's always something going on that will catch someone's uh, attention. The biggest story, oddly enough, yesterday was the Etsy thing. People, because a lot of people are in, that listen to this are doing their own side gig thing, and Etsy is a big issue in there as well. So uh, what do I need you to do? Well, I really need you to keep up with us on social media. TH underscore conversation is us on Twitter. This is conversation is us on Facebook. And stop by our website, thisistheconversation.com. The conversation, thisistheconversation.com has all the stories listed. We basically, the tweets are posted as stories, so you can respond to them there. Other great features along the website, including a list uh, from Google with what are the top trending stories and lots of other things going on there. And you can uh, join our conversation survey panel. If you like dealing with the conversations we have here online and interacting with those, we can send you surveys that can get you paid a little bit of money. And this is why we built this up, built the system up and created it and put along with this conversation type website. I am a big fan of online surveys and online survey companies. What I'm not a big fan of is the the way they've gotten in the last five years where they send you a survey to qualify you for the survey, which sends you to another survey to qualify you for the first survey, which sends you to another survey to qualify you for another survey, only to tell you you're not qualified, and all you're trying to do was fill out a four-minute survey uh, to earn about 65 cents, and you knew that up front but it took you about 15 minutes to go through surveys to tell you you're not eligible for the survey. Here, it's a form. We look for your interest. We put you in a database. When a company looking for certain things comes to us and they want opinions, we go to the form. We see the options there. If you're interested in that option, we'll probably send you the survey. If you get it and you fill it out, we'll send you money directly via PayPal within a few days. It's just like that. Go to this is a conversation.com slash survey panel and apply for the survey panel. And stop by some of our sponsors as well. We do that stuff as well. We are a show after all. So this is a part where I say thank you. Today I'm going to say thank you four times. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Why have I started doing that? I'm not quite sure, but I want to make sure I send out the thanks for all you out there who are listening to this podcast and, of course, dealing with our conversations, interacting with us online all over the place. We're so glad that you're here. We can't do this without you. Uh, If this if you weren't here, I'd just be sitting in a closet talking to myself, which I technically am right now, but no one would be listening in the future-ish. So thank you so much for allowing me the chance to practice a little voice talk and do some radio stuff and have great conversations with you about news stories that really matter. If you want to find out more information about some other projects I have going on, check out my main website, jclevenpain.net. And, of course, subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss it. So make sure you stop by the website. Share it with your friends. Um, leave us ratings and reviews. Do what you can to get other people that are like-minded in on these conversations. And the big thing is check us out tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday, so tomorrow we'll take two episodes. One, another daily recap, the recap for this Thursday. And we'll go through our weekend, our week in review podcast, which is a top ten 
and then some. The top 10 stories of the week, and sometimes we find a surprise. I've not really looked to see who's in the running this week so far, so I'm not quite sure. Last week, it was a big surprise. This week, we'll see who's got who's running on top. And some of the other big stories that popped up that didn't quite make the top 10. We're averaging about uh, 65 to 75 stories within a week, so we'll see how many of those really make an impact on in the meantime, hopefully a few of today's stories will make an impact on you. We'll conversate with us on them on social media, at the website, and of course, listen to them tomorrow in the podcast for the Daily Media Podcast for this conversation.